Next on BYU Sports Nation, a Gersten gaff, Groundhog Day, and going for a fourth straight win in Spokane. Steve Cleveland joins us to recap BYU's loss at LMU and preview what BYU has to do at Gonzaga tomorrow. Plus, senior defender Corbin Kafusi updates the recent culture shift for BYU football. Oh, and he relives his three wins at the kennel. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Okay, campers, rise and shine, and don't forget your booties because it's cold out there today. Happy Groundhog Day. Yeah. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Friday, February 2nd. Alongside Punxsutawney Phil's groomer, Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. I love the movie Groundhog Day. I don't really care for the day itself. Like, it doesn't really mean anything to us. Although, I guess the Groundhog saw a shadow, so six more weeks of winter. Is there a BYU basketball parallel? We will break that down coming up. But I do enjoy that movie quite a bit. You and I have been reading quotes uh, the last, like, 20 minutes getting ready for the show. (laughs) And still laughing about many of them. Bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. BYU basketball loses at LMU 76-69, snapping a 10-game win streak against the Lions. BYU basketball coach Dave Rose on what the real problem was last night. You know, we're trying to figure out if it's an offensive problem or if it's a defensive problem, but in reality it was was more of a, a, a competitiveness problem. Sigh. The Cougars now 7-4 and four in West Coast Conference play and have the dubious task of trying to regroup at 14th-ranked Gonzaga. Saturday night, 10 Eastern. The Zags currently 9-1 and one in conference. Watch the game on ESPN2. Listen on BYU Radio with pregame coverage starting at 9 Eastern. We're on both of those games coming up. Former Cougar Kyle Van Noy looks to win his second ring with the New England Patriots this weekend in Super Bowl 52. Justin Timberlake at halftime. The Patriots take on the Philadelphia Eagles at 6.30 Eastern on NBC. Did you hear that Justin Timberlake said his son would never play football at the Super Bowl press conference? (gasps) It was all the rage on TMZ. Settle down, people. BYU women's basketball settled down and beat LMU last night 62-52 to remain in second place of the WCC. Cassie Broadhead DeVagere, thank you, scored 25 points, had six rebounds and five assists to lead the Cougars. The ladies host first place and WCC unbeaten Gonzaga on Saturday at 4 Eastern. That game airs live on BYU TV, simulcast on BYU Radio. It's also National Girls and Women in uh, Sports Day, so uh, you can wear pink to the game tomorrow. Of course, we have the shoes provided by the team. They look great last night uh, for a great cause, of course. Yeah, yeah. And sixth-ranked men's volleyball host 14th-ranked UC Santa Barbara tonight and tomorrow at 9 Eastern, both on BYU TV. Both teams are looking to snap two-game losing streaks. It'll be good to have the Cougars back at home. All right. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Groundhog Day! Scotty's the leading scorer in the basketball game. He averages just over 13 a game and a takeaway for LMU. Scott might have more here against Dastrup. Count it! Oh, he's having the game of his life! Perkins over the timeline. Emery steals it, and Goliath goes down. BYU wins it! 
Okay, campers, rise and shine. And don't forget your booties because it's cold out there today. Yes, I know you've already heard that line. And guess what? That's because it's the same stinking scenario for BYU basketball. The Cougars' West Coast Conference reality is 12 or 13 wins, five or six losses in the WCC each season, including an average of essentially three losses to teams not named St. Mary's and Gonzaga. 2.8 to be exact. Is that correct, Jerem? Remind the people how many games BYU loses in West Coast Conference play on average to teams not named St. Mary's and Gonzaga. Yes, the whiteboard has it. 2.8. Last night's game at LMU, an absolute gut punch. It stings extra hard for me because the Lions were in last place, Jerem. One and nine going into last night's conference game. I'm not mad. I'm sad, Spencer. I'm just sad that I'm not shocked. And I anticipated that you would be angry, but you defeated. Normally I'm angry. Normally I've I've got anger problems like the Red Bird and Angry Birds. My daughter can't stop watching that movie. Um, Good movie, though. I, I, I'm sad that I'm not shocked by this. Uh, BYU didn't come to play, like, like uh, you know, Dave said, competitiveness problem. The real issue was that LMU figured out BYU and in the second half at home, won that half, and then they applied it there. Elijah Bryant, uh, you know, gets hit hard in the head. No foul call, by the way. What's up with uh, that? Clearly, it could not be in a more visible position. Uh, and then BYU just wasn't the same, even even during that run. But you can't have as many turnovers and mysteries as happened and expect to win, which brings us to our stat of the day, which stinks. Yikes. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU had 16 turnovers and missed 19 threes. 19. Five for 24 from beyond the arc. Now, BYU didn't play good enough defense in this game. It's a five-point game with four minutes to go. BYU got back in it. Dalton Nixon draws a flagrant foul. Uh, you know, there's a three-point play from Yoli Childs. It's a, it's a five-point game late. But P.O. just kept turning it over and couldn't make a three, and so then they lose to LMU, and now it's Gonzaga, and it's, you're right, it's Groundhog Day, man. But this Groundhog Day stinks. This is a Groundhog Day full of winter. The BYU Groundhog saw shadow, and now we're not going to see any sunshine until maybe the conference tournament. Oh. Four more weeks of winter in this case for the schedule. Here's the thing. There's very little time to process that terrible, terrible result for the Cougars. We're used to processing this, unfortunately. Because they play at Gonzaga tomorrow. Now, on the list of most unexpected and unpredictable things that we've encountered in almost 1,200 shows of BYU Sports Nation, the fact that BYU basketball has won at Gonzaga three years in a row is definitely on that list. And not once have I expected BYU to win that game. So would I be shocked if BYU goes in there and wins again? No. <laughs> I just wouldn't because Even after the loss at LMU. Listen, sometimes Gonzaga is Ned Ryerson and BYU punches Gonzaga in the face. I am so happy to see you. <laughs> <laughs> I have missed you so much. You should cut off the quote right there. One of those wins when the Zags were ranked number one last year wow. and another when they were ranked second and third in the respective polls. Yeah, yeah, I was there for that one. Will this theme of Groundhog Day repetition continue through the weekend with BYU winning in Spokane? Will Cosmo see his shadow, Jerem, and bring another BYU win? He already saw his shadow. Our Twitter question, what do you expect from BYU Hoops tomorrow after last night's game? 
Use the hashtag BYUSN at Broncos Lover is back. I expect a closely contested game, and depending on how they mentally respond to the LMU loss, I expect them to bounce back and win. Wow. We own the kennel, <laughs> which is super true right now. It's BYU Spokane. They opened up another branch. Seriously, though, could the Cougars possibly make it a fourth straight victory in the kennel? I have complete confidence that BYU can, even though BYU <laughs> lost last night. I know that's crazy. I could also see BYU losing by 20. Like, I don't know what to think about this group and uh, coming off that loss. Greg Rubel had a great stat that we used Tuesday night during BYU basketball at Dave Rose that there have been 31 losses the last four years. And BYU was 29-2 and two coming off the loose loss. Only twice have they lost back-to-back. Guess what? The third one was last night. So BYU generally bounces back. This is, this is a tough call, though. The unfortunate big-picture conversation here, though, is BYU's not getting an at-large bid after last night's loss to LMU in all likelihood, even if they do beat Gonzaga twice. But it's irrational to think that BYU would beat Gonzaga twice having come off a loss at LMU. Now, if BYU wins tomorrow... They're hanging by a thread with the at-large conversation. But I do believe that BYU is not going to get an at-large. They're going to have to win in Vegas. And that beating both Gonzaga and St. Mary's on consecutive nights is as tall of an order as BYU's had in 10 or 20 years. Never in the Mountain West did BYU have a harder uh, row to hoe than that. that that's harder than anything Jim Fernand had to go through. Beat Gonzaga and St. Mary's on consecutive nights in Vegas? Forget about it. Well, the task at hand is just to win a fourth straight in Spokane. No way, right? At this point, BYU is messing with Gonzaga mentally. And the man who has never lost to the Zags in Spokane, Corbin Kafusi, joined us yesterday to discuss how he feels in the kennel. Going home, man. No. <laughs> that's my, that's my house, bro. <laughs> the doghouse, I live there. No. <laughs> The full interview with Corbin coming up in about 25 minutes. Can we convince him to go to Spokane? Because he's been there for all three of those wins. Is Corbin Kafusi the key to a BYU win up there? If he is, let's get him on the plane. Or maybe he's already <laughs> on his way. At some point, BYU is going to wake up, Jerem, a la Bill Murray and Groundhog Day, and that miserable, cold, repetitive, same old situation will have ended. It will be a new day, one where the Cougars... Do not lose three games to teams not named St. Mary's and Gonzaga. The sun will rise on a new beautiful day. The Cougars will win a championship. They'll get the girl. Not this year. Hopefully the next year. Who knows? For now, BYU has to make the most of this Groundhog Day scenario, right? Get ready for Vegas. Beat beat Gonzaga tomorrow. Get some confidence. Uh, Shore up some weak spots. Get ready for Vegas and then go on. A run to remember. That's the hope for BYU Hoops right now. Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Hashtag BYUSN and join us. Our Twitter question. What do you expect from BYU Hoops tomorrow after last night's game? Hit it. It's Twitter time. Tweet, tweet. At the Brentar 14. BYU will either win or lose a close one Saturday. One of the perplexing things about these non-St. Zaga losses is that you don't see them coming beforehand. And then they seem to be fine the next game. They'll need to be more than fine. Take down Gonzaga in the kennel. At BYU to the Swamp, I expect BYU to be competitive and maybe have a chance to win. But losing to a 6-15 and 15 team has thrown the tourney train off the rails. It was never on. 
win the West Coast Conference Tournament or be in the NIT again. Yep. Coming up, our N1 picks. I got a point. Sweet. Plus our picks for the Gonzaga game. Congratulations on that. I was not close. Steve Cleveland, the former head coach, answers the question of what exactly went wrong last night in L.A. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Groundhog Day. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation happening on Twitter at this very moment. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation, hashtag BYUSN. How are you feeling after the loss at LMU, and what do you expect from BYU against Gonzaga tomorrow? You know what today is? You know what? Today is tomorrow. It happened. And today and tomorrow, BYU's playing men's volleyball, ranked sixth, against 14th-ranked UC Santa Barbara. Tonight at 9 Eastern, tomorrow at 9 Eastern as well, both on the BYU TV. I don't think BYU has lost three straight matches in a very long time, It's right? been a long time. Sean Olmstead hadn't lost back-to-back matches as the men's coach, and then one time as the women's coach. Get it done against the Gauchos. Jerem Jordan, Steve Vale, Lauren McLean on the call on BYU TV at 9 Eastern. What do you expect from BYU hoops tomorrow after last night's loss at LMU? At Greg Rosenhan with this tweet. I expect BYU to play with more control. Last night it seemed like every pass was dropped. 16 turnovers, LMU only had 8, and the points resulting from those turnovers for the Lions, man, really did BYU win. Turnovers, man. Uh, LMU figured something out, and it was, it was on-ball pressure. It was denying the catch. BYU got a couple backdoor layups, but it was that pressure that ultimately led to BYU coughing it up just too much, and then uh, couldn't make any threes. BYU's not a team that wants to shoot 24 threes, by the way. Yet they did, and they only hit five. <sighs> Steve Cleveland joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, former BYU head basketball coach. He's here to help us try and understand what in the world happened last night for BYU at LMU. Coach, I wish we were welcoming you back under different pretenses, but the fact is BYU just lost to the last place team in the West Coast Conference. In your mind, where did it all go wrong? Well, it was really kind of self-inflicted. Um, 14 steals that, you know, the hardest thing to do as a coach in practice, in preparation, anytime, is to try to figure out how to defend turnovers in transition when there's always a two-on-one or a three-on-one and there's an advantage break. There's just no defense for that. You know, you, can't, you just have to take care of the basketball. And uh, for them to score 16 points on layups, I mean, no one basically around them or one-on-one had the advantage, gives, gave LMU so much confidence early on. And that's the last thing you want to do with a team that's 1-9 and nine going into that game that really probably doesn't believe they can win that game. And, and really – throughout that game, played like they weren't sure they could win the game. But to give them that kind of start and that kind of momentum, and then and, and BYU was just a little bit on their heels. They just they were just kind of a lack of real energy and, and just an expectation that we got to go out. It's hard to win on the road, guys. I don't care what league in you. I mean, every day, if you just pick up the paper, get online, and see the number of good teams that lose on the road, and to win championships – you have to find a way to win those games by one or two points. I don't care what the spread is, and, and, it, and you just can't turn the ball over. That, that's just the number one thing you just can't do, and that's what happened. Uh, they did. I heard you just mention when you go five for 24 for the three, what does that do? Long rebounds, advantage breaks, floors opened in space, 
creative athletic players, guards can, can go do their thing where it's not locked up. So you had 19 opportunities on long three misses. Now there may be a rebound or two, offensive rebound or two, but there's 19 there to go along with uh, way too many turnovers. Uh, and you, now, you, now you're in a situation uh, that, you know, you've created easy baskets and easy opportunities. So 16 turnovers on the road, not good. Four for five for 24 from the three-point, another opportunity for them to gain confidence and score easily in transition without having a, a rim protector there or anybody there to clog the lane up. Steve, BYU is averaging 2.8 of these kind of losses. That is to non-Saint Zaga. I thought this team would get away from that. I thought that their defense would travel, that they, that the offensive efficiency would be there. So why is it that BYU has now lost two of these games this season, in your opinion? Uh, well, you know, it's interesting. The formula has been about the same. You know, I mean, James Bowman last night goes for 28. Jaleel Tripp goes for 22. Um, you know, it came against an athletic guards who could make plays. And, uh, and typically, BYU, what they've done is they've, they've played a little more zone in those kind of situations. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if you can pinpoint it exactly other than what I said before, that it is hard to really win on the road. They do have the personnel. They are playing. They're, they're, it's not as self-inflicted in terms of taking quick shots and not guarding, but they have struggled guarding against teams that can really bounce it and get into the seams and score at the hit mid-range jumpers. And, and again, I, I'll go back to all of these losses have usually come as a result of kind of BYU being in a situation where they didn't get defensive stops, where they did turn the ball over, where they didn't shoot the ball well. And, uh, I mean, like I said, I mean, you, you look leagues, there are people getting beat all the time. Um, I think the expectation with this team, because they've demonstrated they could go on the road early in the preseason and have significant wins, that I think it's fans. And those that, that love to watch the game just felt like, hey, they've uh, overcome a big hurdle here. They're gonna, this is really going to help them in conference play. But uh, it, it still bears its head. And, and, I, and I'll, I'll tell you another thing. <laughs> there, there is the bench for this team. Uh, you know, there, there's, there's no one really that can impact the game coming off the bench. And, and besides the fact that you have TJ and Zach Silius who are kind of up and down and have great games and not so great games, and, and uh, they shoot the ball well, they don't shoot the ball well. And then you go to a bench, and it was, you know, McKay Cannon, when he first came in, kind of, you know, he's just been real quiet. And Dastrup comes in and does a few good things, but he has a hard time guarding, too. And so I just don't see the bench. I see the bench as being something that is a liability, especially on the road, to make baskets and to get stops. Steve Cleveland with us on BYU Sports Nation discussing the current state of BYU basketball. The Cougars now have to turn around after a stunning loss in a lot of ways at LMU and go play Gonzaga in Spokane. How do you think BYU matches up with a 14th-ranked team in America? Well, you know, I think the positive thing is that Gonzaga plays two bigs. That means two, two of those players aren't shooting threes. And they're big, they're strong, they're athletic. And uh, I think it's a, it's a game where, you know, Worthington can play and, and offset some of the size. And so I, I think that's a positive. The negative is that Gonzaga really has the ability to protect the rim. And uh, they're, they're very athletic at the guard line. And, I mean, you know, Williams is a, is a senior. He's averaging about 14 a game. But he, 
he's up and down. I mean, he'll have a big night and be quiet, but he is a very aggressive, uh, very aggressive rebounder. Philly is, is, is similar. He's not as aggressive as Williams. But Nelson, Perkins, and Norvell, all three of them are, are capable on any given night. You've got five starters averaging double figures, and then you've got Hachimura coming off the bench at 6'8", a sophomore. He's been really – he's had some great games. So they're not just going to depend. Though, that being said, the Zags are not a great three-point shooting team. And uh, they're okay, but that's been kind of their Achilles heel when – Free throws and threes have been the Achilles heel over the last three years, and BYU's wins there. This is a different Gonzaga team, but as Jerem and I have mentioned earlier, uh, I still believe this conference championship goes through Gonzaga. And, uh, and I think St. Mary's is in a great position to win this league, but until somebody knocks them out of it, uh, you, you have to have great respect for this team, which I know this coaching staff and the players do. Everybody will be up. It'll, it'll, it'll be great. And the energy will be way different. I mean, there were hardly anybody at LMU. Even usually at LMU, there's a thousand, you know, BYU fans. But I don't know if there was 700 people at that game. Yeah, so quiet. This, will, this, will, this will be a different uh, environment and, and one in which, uh, you know, BYU is better than Gonzaga. You know, defensively, uh, free throw line, three-point shooting, three-point defense, block shots. I mean, they match up statistically on paper. Very well with Gonzaga, and uh, but there there is the X factor uh, about just the tradition of this program. And even though they've been beat beat by by BYU, it's not stopped them to get to the tournament or have success in the tournament. So this is going to be a tough tough ball game for BYU. Uh, just mentally, those coaches have a great task to do today and tomorrow. And it is easier because it is Gonzaga. If they were going to play Portland or somebody, it may be a real, it would really be a hard game, but they'll be up, they'll play hard, they'll have great energy, but uh, they can't have TJ and Zach not shoot the ball well from the three. If that happens, they, they, can't, they can't go there and win. And the idea that to beat a really good team on the road is that you have to play perfect. That is not true. BYU trailed 18-2 no. last year, so I'm interested to see how BYU comes out. But Steve, this is an interesting angle to me. BYU's won up there three times. In a row, twice on senior night, spoiled and undefeated season. BYU is in Gonzaga's head in Spokane. Does that play a role in this game with this group at all? Oh, I think it does. I think it does. Now you have, uh, you know, Josh Perkins has been there. Williams has been there. I mean, last year a number of these guys were there. Obviously, Norvell and Hachimura and Corey Kispert, they're all new. But you, you know doggone well as a coaching staff, uh, what's happened the last three years and, and how they handle that and what they deal with. Now, you know, the thing I've always loved about Gonzaga is they're a team that can play at a very fast pace. If you want them to, they can play in the half court. Uh, they're a very mature group. There, there's a lot of NC2A experience on this team. And uh, so I think the combination of new, new players, the experience they've had, yes, it is in their head, uh, it's not a it's not a great free throw shooting team. They're about a seventy two percent free throw shooting team, but they found a way to miss free throws late in games against BYU. But I don't think this is a game where this year BYU can get behind eighteen to two. Not with the pace they're playing and what they're doing. Now they can adjust pace and they can attack, but it's going to be harder to get to the rim and score around the rim with Tilly and Williams than it would be an LMU or a ULP. 
Follow him on Twitter at CoachCleve22. Steve Cleveland, former BYU head basketball coach with us on BYU Sports Nation. Coach, you told us in this studio not too long ago that you feel very strongly that this team, of all the teams that Dave Rose has coached, is the most suited to win three games in Vegas, notwithstanding the loss at LMU. Do you still feel that way, and if so, why? Well, I, I do. I do feel that way, but it's contingent on those that are there's expectations to contribute. Uh, Elijah Bryant and Yoli Childs cannot do this by themselves. No matter how well they play defensively, no matter how well they run their offense and share the ball, other people have to step up, and it's happened. It's been with different people, and right now because TJ and Zach Sayers and Jashir Hartnett are getting the majority of the minutes. McKay Canning may be getting 18 or 19 minutes. That The expectation is that group has to come in and compete. They've got to make baskets. I mean, you, you, I think, and, and TJ, you know, the last four games, he said against St. Mary's and San Diego, two really, really, really good teams. You know, he's, he's seven for 14 from the three. He goes for 15 and 24, plays 36 minutes, just does everything. And then he goes against the ULP and LMU, and he goes one for 12 from the three, plays 60-some minutes, and, and is, it's just, there's that inconsistency. And this is not T.J. Haas's fault or Zach Sayas's fault, but those players have to be integral part of this offense because if you're going to play Zach Sayas and space the floor, I mean, that's what he does because he's a threat to shoot the three, and he doesn't shoot the three well – then, then you know what? It's easier for teams to guard them. They can focus more, and so I, I just think I watched the game last night, and it just seemed like they were just kind of stuck in mud at times. And uh, just the the energy, and you know, and, and I even watched Zach a little bit, and he, to be honest with you, he looked tired. And, and and you know, being on a mission, even though he's on for a year, he comes back, uh, you know, late in the season, he needs to recover a little bit. I think they. They, they certainly, Dalton Nixon is somebody that if BYU is going to finish this regular season, now Dalton Nixon has to play a huge role in this. And I know he's been hurt, but he's a guy that has a motor and he's capable of doing all the little intangibles to help this team. And I would think that he needs to get to the point when he can physically do so, start playing them 25, 26, 27 minutes. Because when he doesn't score, the stat sheet still has something on it. There's rebounds. There's blockouts. There's diving on the floor for loose balls. There's, you know, executing a defensive assignment. He does those things that help teams win. And uh, it's going to take everybody to beat Gonzaga. But to win a tournament, TJ and Zach are going to need to go into that tournament confidently where they can make 30 to 40% of their threes and space the floor. And then Dalton Nixon, again, I I believe is is a big key down the road for him as well. Coach, you're always well-prepared and well-spoken, and we – Enjoy the insight that you bring to the program. Looking forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks, guys. Steve, you got it. Steve Cleveland on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. If BYU pulls it off, it would be yet another shocker. It really would. There is a mental aspect happening right now. BYU's got an edge there. (laughs) they got to bring it, though. (laughs) Can't play like last night. What do you expect from BYU Hoops tomorrow after the loss at LMU? More of your tweets on the way. Coming up, can we get Corbin Kafusi to Spokane in time for tomorrow's game? And we might just ignore our picks from last night (laughs) and give you our and one picks for Saturday's game. (laughs) It is Groundhog Day, and we welcome you back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio. 
nationally simulcast on BYU TV. We're on demand anytime, anywhere. It's a doozy. I love that movie. I really do. And I love that BYU's won three times in Spokane the last three years. Make it four. Men's Hoops in Spokane later today to take on Gonzaga tomorrow night, 10 Eastern time on ESPN2 and BYU Radio. Pre-game with Jason Shepard, who texts us frustrated gifts at all hours of the night, starts at 9 Eastern time tomorrow. Headlines version 2.0 on this Friday show coming your way. Beginning with this, BYU basketball loses at LMU 76-69. Whoa. Snapping a 10-game win streak against the Lions. The oh, Cougars 7-4 and four in WCC play and have the dubious task of trying to regroup against the 14th-ranked team in all of the land, Gonzaga. As Jaron mentioned, Saturday night, 10 Eastern, the Zags are 9-1 and one in WCC play. Former- oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, jeez guys back. Yeah. Uh, former Cougar Kyle Van Noy looks to win his second ring with the New England Patriots this weekend in Super Bowl 52. Patriots take on the Fly Eagles Fly at 6.30 Eastern on NBC tomorrow, uh, or two days away. I keep thinking it's Saturday or something. I don't know why we'd be in here. If it's fly, Saturday. Eagles, fly. <laughs> don't encourage Mitch Cooter, one of our producers. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. BYU women's basketball beat LMU last night despite not Scoring a field goal in the fourth quarter. It's hard to do. All 11 points on free throws in the final frame. 62-52, Cassie DeVagere scored 25 points, six rebounds, five assists to lead the Cougars. Has she made her way into Coles and... Coles? I don't know. J.C. J.C. Penny. Penny, Isn't J.C. We're trying to get into Dillard's eventually with that perfume, right? Yeah, yeah. The the end of the mall I don't normally go to because I can't afford it. She's working hard. Hey, and sixth-ranked men's volleyball hosts 14th-ranked UC Santa Barbara tonight and tomorrow at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Both teams looking to snap two-game losing streaks. They used to be conference rivals. Now it's a non-conference match, which is big because in in late April, when you want an at-large, if you don't win the league, to get into the tournament, you need wins like tonight and tomorrow. Let's go. Get your whistles ready. It's time to play and one. Picks, predictions, and one on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, first the recap of last night. Do we have to? We <sighs> Unfortunately, have to. Okay. yes. Here's how it works. We both make two predictions for each and every BYU basketball game. The first is worth two points, and the second is worth one, just like the free throw. My two-pointer last night, TJ Haas will have six assists. Nope. He averages Is that a four. negative honk? Apparently. He averages <laughs> 4.1. He did not have six last night. Nope. Yikes. Only three to go with his three turnovers, also uncharacteristic of TJ. My one-pointer. BYU will shoot 50% or better as a team last night. Oh, no! Yeah. 46.3%. 21% from the three-point line. Goo! Okay. for two. My two-pointer. BYU, <laughs> BYU have 10 or fewer turnovers. <laughs> yeah, that's 16 oh, to man. their undoing. Okay, and my one-pointer, LMU will lead by at least six at some point. It hurts, Jerem. I forgot to blow the whistle. Yeah, got it, got it. Uh, yeah, LMU never led in Provo, and then BYU kind of barely led in uh, L.A., so, yeah. One combined point between the two of us. At least it was mine, so now I've cut the deficit to five. Yeah, what is it, 16 to 11 overall? Yeah. Okay, next chance. To score points at Gonzaga. My two-pointer. BYU will make eight three-pointers or more. Eight. I like it. And one. I love the harmony. 
BYU will have a 20-point scorer, Jerem. Elijah Bryant's going to score 20, dog. That's what's going to happen. Okay, my two-pointer. First to 70 wins. You've said this before with this one. I believe this. These are the top two defensive teams in the league. First to 70 wins. And one. My one-pointer. BYU won't have a 20-point score. What? I think that needs to be more balanced with Elijah Bryant, Yoli Childs. And then your boy TJ Haas has got to show up. Get on the plane, clock in, and do what you did last year. 29 points last year for TJ Haas in that game. That's his career high. I'm not saying he needs 29, but I'm saying he needs to be in the high teens. I was going to take first to 70 wins, but you beat me to it in the script. So yeah. congratulations on that. Because that will happen. That yeah. always happens in yeah. this game. First to 70 first wins. First to 70 wins. And will it be BYU in this? And then we go head-to-head on the 20-point score. I say they will have a 20-point score. Let's make that one worth 20 points. You say they won't. <laughs> <laughs> Can't change the rules mid-game, man. Come on. Of course you can. It's the West Coast Conference. Uh, Jerem. We've been asking BYU fans to tell us what they expect against Gonzaga following the LMU loss on the Twitter machine, hashtag BYUSN. Yes. Let's put a percentage to that and play What's the Chance? BYU Sports Nation asks, what's the chance? Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. There's only one question today, so we're keeping it here in Studio B. Ben Bagley has given us the reins. What's the chance, Jerem? BYU basketball can make it four in a row at Gonzaga. 100%. <laughs> and 0%. I have no idea. I have no clue. You always won three in a row, yet I could see them I, I could see them winning. I could see them losing by 20. I just don't know what to expect with this group coming off the LMU loss in Spokane. Yet, really? I expect BYU to be competitive in this. This is a place where BYU plays well, where they match up well, where Spokane, uh, Spokane is B- it's BYU-Spokane. BYU's opened an extra branch. There's BYU Hawaii, there's BYU Idaho, there's BYU Spokane, okay? I hope the BYU can pull it off again. <laughs> I'm going to say 44%. Why 44? Corbin Kafus. That is correct. <laughs> he wore number 44. I'm going with 44%. He's never lost in the kennel. Granted, not on the team, but we brought him in. Or is he? Or is he, Jerem? Cougar board, chew on that. 44%, number 44. <laughs> Corbin Kafusi is going to join us in just a few minutes. We taped an interview with him to talk about what he called earlier his house, yeah, the kennel in Spokane. Hey, coming up, Kyle Van Oy goes for another Super Bowl win. We'll give you the deets for your Super Bowl party Sunday. You bringing the chips? Of course I am. And the onion dip. What was it like in the BYU locker room last year after the win over Gonzaga? Corbin Kafusi will tell us that next. Stay with us. What's the Chance is brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Alongside the ice sculpting machine, Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. We are live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Hope you're enjoying your Groundhog Day. It's not really that cold outside, so that kind of contradicts the movie. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Women's Hoops plays a really important game tomorrow with Gonzaga. The top two teams in the league face off in Women's Hoops tomorrow afternoon, 4 Eastern on BYU TV. That is a big game for the ladies. Before you listen to the entire interview, or watch it for that matter, with Corbin Kafusi, we want to change the mojo in Studio B. We need some positive vibes, all man. All positivity. LMA yes. or and one picks. Those stunk. 
feel-goods as we look back and relive the unpredictable, incredible three-year run that BYU has put together in Spokane. Enjoy. The third-ranked Gonzaga Bulldogs with the longest home court win streak in the country to host the Cougars of BYU. Left corner, winder, winder drives right to the rim. Hands off, Collinsworth up, and in! And in! Free throw is good. It's a three-point game. Wilcher from half court and missed it off the rim. And the Cougars have slain the Giants. BYU the only team to beat them here in the last five years. And they're trying to do it twice in a row. He'll take it, cut off on the base, double teamed, releases to Emery for three. He got it! Nick Emery for three! Wilcher! BYU comes into the kennel and wins again. At home against the BYU Cougars, they look to cap off a historic undefeated season with their 30th straight win. Three through as he trots backwards. Every back-to-back threes, and it's a one-point game. Up here's Mika one-on-one against Karnowski, and Mika gives BYU the two-point advantage with one minute to play. 79-71, the ball's inbounded. Nick steals the ball, launches from half court for the finishing touch. Wow. no good, it does not matter. The Cougars, for the third year in a row, have come to the kennel and come up clutch. Surrender, Cobra. Tell me you're not feeling better after watching that. Oh, I feel good. I just want to feel good tomorrow night as well. <laughs> We had Fantastic. Ch- Unbelievable that BYU did that <gasps> for years. We had a chance to talk to the guy who has been a part of each of those last three wins over the Zags. Our interview taped with number 44, Corbin Kafusi in Studio B yesterday. Corbin, you're the son of a mayor. What is your future in politics, my friend? <sighs> I'm, I'm just a water boy. You know, the mayor needs water, hot towel. That's me. So, like the water boy? Like yeah. Bobby Boucher? Uh, you know, I'd like to say that it's been a couple of years, so I've stepped it up a little bit. You know, I do a little bit more of the other th- stuff. When it became official, Michelle Kafusi is the mayor of Provo, Utah. What was the first thing that went through your head? I was like, well, to be honest, I didn't even know what that meant. I was just like, so my mom's the mayor. Cool. <laughs> like, I could think of like the Grinch, the mayor of Whoville. I don't know. <laughs> like, like, what, is the, what does she do? <laughs> is she a bigger deal in Provo than you? Because I do know that you're on a lot of posters, in fact, outside the University Mall. There's like this fun one of you, which you probably have. Oh, it's, gotten I avoid time. it. I yeah, avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> is she a bigger deal than you in Provo now? I hope so. Yeah, she deserves it. So I don't want to be on posters. I'd like, she's much better looking on posters than I am. Like, <laughs> Let's get a picture of your mom doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, the exact deal. same thing. Yeah. yeah. Just don't do anything dumb with the law in Provo City Limits, okay? Well, now that she's won, now I can. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I have some leeway now. <laughs> You're busy with off-season conditioning for uh, BYU football. What have you noticed about the culture change with the new staff uh, in the few weeks that uh, have, have passed since the football season ended? Yeah, I think a lot of the things, mostly discipline and just that everyone – needs to hop on or hop off the boat. You know what I mean? Like, I know last year, a lot of the time it was, okay, we'll kind of, guys can float around and whatnot, but now it's, okay, if you're not in, then you got to get out. And so that's kind of the feeling. It's good. We need that. You know, we need that kind of sternness, that kind of discipline. How's the off-season conditioning going, and what are you guys up to right now? Uh, right now, we just kind of go through different stations, whether it's sprint work or 
pushing sleds and stuff like that and then just heavy lifting so it's good i love it we do monday tuesday and then thursday friday and friday is like our hard conditioning day so it's good what's the best thing you take away from the adversity you faced last season just the hunger you know the hunger to be better next year because last year there's there's so many technical things you could get into and technique and i can do this better and i need to be this size or move like this next time and that'll all come but for that to come properly you have to want it and I think that's kind of what this season built for us is just that drive what's it like interacting with the coaching staff that doesn't have your dad anymore on it after so many years at BYU uh, you know it's different for sure I I love seeing my dad around and I still see him you know when I go home but it's different but we just keep moving forward is he still coaching you Oh, yeah. You know, I'll still hear from my dad, and I love it because he's always got great stuff for me. And so it's a, good, it's a good relationship we have when it comes to that. What's the conversation like with uh, Bronson, who's hoping to uh, continue to get healthy and play some more with the Ravens next year? You know, he's, he's home, and that's always a good thing because when he's home, we're always he's, – he's hitting me up every day, you know, same times. And so it's good. We always kind of meet, especially with my little brother being here. Everyone meets together. We go through – you know, football scheming and stuff like that. We almost have like our own little football class with the brothers. And it's like, okay, what do you do in this situation? Or what is this formation? And it's pretty, it's pretty fun. Tell us about Devin because he's a Ooh. freshman. He's back from a mission. Yeah. Uh, what, what's he like? Does he play? He plays defensive line as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Tell us about Devin. So Devin, I would say, well, first of all, he's the youngest. And so for us older brothers, it's, he better be the best. You know, <laughs> if you're the youngest, you got us like helping you, you got to be the best. And I'd say he has all the potential to be. He's got he's kind of the hybrid of Bronson and I. Mm. You know, he has length like me, but a little bit more of the thickness like Bronson. And so I think he could def- like the sky's the limit for him. And so I just hope that we can help him get to that point. But Corbin I'm excited. Ca- Corbin Kafusi with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh we have very calculated uh scheduled you as a guest for this time because of the week that BYU basketball is in right now. It's a good week. It's BYU at Gonzaga on Saturday, Corbin. When I say BYU and Gonzaga, what's the first thing that goes through your mind? Going home, man. No. <laughs> that's my that's my house, bro. <laughs> the doghouse, I live there. No. <laughs> it's it's always just energy. I just love hearing that. So I don't even know what to say because it's just like, oh, that's the place. That's my spot. Okay, we're a little nervous because the previous three wins had a, a player in them, and it was you, um, and you're not playing there. But So take us, take us to the – I've been there for one of these games. It's mm-hmm. an incredible atmosphere. They oh, do it right. And absolutely. you won all three. Yeah. What, what was each of those experiences like for you? You know, they're all different in little ways, but at the same time, they're all the same. Just – it's crazy how completely focused each team was. And then, like you said, that atmosphere, one of the best football, basketball, all sports aside, like one of the best atmospheres you could be in for just any sporting event. And then winning there is just, I just remember every time going into the locker room and just the just pure joy out of all the teammates. You know, everyone's just going crazy. We, that poor locker room has been through a lot with us. No. <laughs> like, no one, no one trashes the locker room in Spokane like the BYU Cougars. Sadly, <laughs> you no know. no one really beats them so up there. Public apology to that, uh, to that janitor. <laughs> the Gatorade wasn't me. No. <laughs> Three straight wins in Spokane against Gonzaga. Has BYU basketball coach Dave Rose reached out to you at all? 
lately. You know, I'm, I'm still waiting for that text or that call, waiting to hear the voicemail that's like, come up, man. So, no. <laughs> Just one Waiting game. to be called up, bro. Just one no. game. Last yeah. year was like the pinnacle of the three mm-hmm. because they're 29-0. and 0, Yes. Number one. Mm-hmm. Th- take us into the locker room before the game of, okay, we've won two in a row. We can, we can do this. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing, like, we weren't even thinking that we had won two in a row. I think the guys in the locker room, we were just like, we never thought that we weren't going to lose. Mm. Or we always thought we were going to win the game. And we knew we were capable the entire time. Everyone was just focused. And it was, it's weird because I don't know if the other guys felt it, but it was the same feeling we had had before whenever I'd played there. Mm. So I was just kind of like sitting in the background. You know, I, I had a different role last year, and it was just like, Okay, like we still have the same feeling though, so this is good. This is going to go good. Like a quiet confidence? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. When did you know? Because you go down 18 to 2 in that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. And like, like yeah, what's that, it like at that point? And then you come back and win that. I, there's just something about coming back that I don't know if it's a BYU thing. I personally love it. Like, I wish we didn't get down that much, but. It's almost the whole Rocky story. You know, you get down and then it's like you're still fighting. You know, you're just you're punching frozen yeah, meat. Yeah, exactly. You're punching frozen meat. You got a jaw of iron. You know, Drago's hitting you, but you're still there. So <laughs> we love that. Like, we always love coming back. And we always know that we're going to come back. That's the weird thing. We're just scrappy. It feels like a good time to remind people that we have this gem of a newspaper in Studio B with us. It says 29 and dope with Corbin. And Eric Miko. Fouling Nigel Williams. Let's not focus on the foul. Let's just focus on the (laughs) fact that that he's being blocked at the rim. Okay? (laughs) 29 and dope. Yeah, this will live on in here. Where does that rank among your favorite memories of playing Gonzaga? Oh, that's that's right up there. Like, it's so hard to – because they were number one – it just added so much to it. And the fact that they had already printed the papers and stuff like that. Like, we had seen that they had the 30, you know, papers ready wow. to hand out. And it was just, wow. it was awesome because it's like, oh, so sorry, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> my bad. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, you take down number one. That had never been done by BYU basketball. Yeah. You realize that that was like the Ty Detmer versus Miami game. That was like the same thing. You beat number one, that team's the national runner-up. That's the basketball version of that. That's Have you ever true. thought about I, that in college? I'd never even thought about that. You know, it was just like, wow, we beat number one. But I never thought about the, you know, the after effects and where it lies in history type of it's thing. It's the basketball Miami, which we'll all remember forever. <laughs> Corbin, what do we have to do to get you into Spokane? To get me into Spokane? Well... <laughs> I'm already oh, ready, man. I'm ready. So oh, I'm my gosh. Here. He's, he's, he's on off. his way. He's on his way to Spokane. He's, go, he's gone. Corbin Kafusi is on his way to Spokane. <laughs> he's, I think he's in, uh, I think he's, go, he's, he's up, uh, you know, I-84 West somewhere, heading up, you know, good, near Coeur d'Alene. I think he's that direction. Coming up, what's the latest with Kyle Collinsworth and the Dallas Mavericks? It's in the whip. How tight was that jersey on Corbin's body? (laughs) (laughs) More of your responses to today's Twitter question. Corbin expects a win. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guests, Steve Cleveland and Corbin Kafusi. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. 
men's basketball. Cougars lost at LMU last night, 76-69. Cougars take on 14th-ranked Gonzaga tomorrow night, 10 Eastern time. Watch the game on ESPN2. Listen on BYU Radio with pregame coverage starting at 9 Eastern with Jason Shepard. Cougars in the NFL. Kyle Van Noy looks to win his second consecutive ring with the New England Patriots this weekend in Super Bowl 52. The Pats take on Fly Eagles Fly at 6.30 Eastern on NBC this Sunday. Women's basketball. The ladies beat LMU last night 62-52 to remain in second place. BYU hosts first place and WCC unbeaten Gonzaga tomorrow. For Eastern Time, that is a big game on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Volleyball. Sixth-ranked BYU hosts 14th-ranked UC Santa Barbara tonight and tomorrow. Both matches, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Jerem Jordan, Steve McLean, Lauren Frankham, McLean on the call. Cougars in the association. Steve McLean is Lauren's husband. Yes, he yeah, is. Yeah, there you go. So that worked. Yeah. Kyle Collinsworth <laughs> returns to Texas to finish out his 10-day contract with the Texas Legends. He will play in today's game against the Windy Shitty Bulls on what is his final day of the contract. We'll see what Dallas decides to do. Gymnastics. Number 18, BYU heads to Colorado tomorrow to take on 11th-ranked Denver on the road. Woo! Second road meet for the Cougars this season and both against ranked teams. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Should we give it to Steve McLean? Or maybe John McLean? <laughs> yeah, him too. Yeah. <laughs> Who gets it today? It goes to all the dudes on the last three rosters that beat Gonzaga in Spokane. May this year's roster be added to the group. And be most excellent. It would be awesome. Go up there and get it done again. Just do it again. What do you expect from BYU Hoops tomorrow after last night's loss at LMU at Twiggy or Stone? At this point, I expect nothing. Can't figure this team out. They seem to have the talent to play with anyone, but don't always display it. Our elite tweet of the day. From L.A.'s grime and dirt trudge, the vanquished blue and white, spanked by Lions Pathetic, who ran away with the night. And do they rest? Nay, they go to the Lands Northwest, where a whole team can qualify as third or second best. Wow. I don't even know who that's a from, poem but I like from it. from Tears of a Cougar? I think that's the name of the oh, poem. Okay, Beat well, there Gonzaga. you go. Gonzaga, let's go. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play for Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to John Fish. Beat Gonzaga!